indescribable podcast the recap cxg Tone for all the bad stuff she's done, but no one understands why she is doing it. Let's just start therapy now. On to your favorite podcast, where we bring all of our heartaches for you. Yes, of course, that means that we are here for season four, episode one of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We are back into the final season of the show that we love so much. I'm Adam H. here with you week after week, trying to get us through as best I can, but I'm not alone. Uh, I just have to say, I did make ceviche. Lindy, did you want some? Yeah, just bring it over. Okay, yeah, I'll bring it over. Uh, let the record show that I'm currently handing Lindy absolutely nothing, just like an, uh, an air plate. It's so good. <laughs> but I, I really almost made ceviche today just to like, just to do it. And then, I, you know, I feel like that would have been not worth a bit considering this is a podcast, but it was close. It was really close. Uh, Lindy, how are you? I'm great. I always thought that your commitment to the bit is unmatched, though. So I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really close. Uh yeah well you know we could have pretended like we could you know like we could have i guess i ruined it before no one would know if you yeah. said you made ceviche and you didn't yeah. no one on earth would know that, well you two would uh <laughs> that's true um oh my gosh i just i can barely uh, todd can you please turn down the ska zip zap stop with that you know that was that was barely an intro that was like a speech filled with irrelevant details your back was turning me the entire time i mean what's with that yeah i did try and turn around uh for <laughs> for todd there although if i do turn around i feel like you can't hear me if i have to yell like, I don't, yeah I don't, I don't even know if you could hear any of that but i did just turn around for todd i will commit to that bit that is for sure that's an easy bit i've been on the floor for this podcast we've turned around <laughs> for this po- i mean the the dedication is endless. Todd, uh, we're here in season four. I can't believe it. This is incredible. Um, if you missed it last week, we did cover uh, one of our favorite movies, uh, School of Rock, uh, was our podcast like to, last week. So if you missed that, go check it out. But uh, enough of the sideshow, enough of the enough of the nonsense. Okay, getting here. Zip zap zooey. Let's get to it. We are here, season four, episode one. How exciting! uh that, that we've made it all the way here uh lindy do you have any thoughts here before we even just get into season four i can't believe we're here um it is it's interesting because now we're at the part this episode season four episode one is the first episode i watched live of this show i watched it the night it aired on cw using my little antenna <laughs> <laughs> to get the free you know basic channels and i can't believe we're already here an antenna uh that's so primitive oh my goodness Lydia. 
<laughs> no, it's one of those ones you can buy and then it hooks up to your TV and you get the free channels and it's really easy peasy. It, it doesn't. That's, it's, that's it's just a, an antenna. Yeah. It's a small little device. It doesn't look like the antenna you might be picturing. Oh, like you didn't actually have like the uh, the an antenna per se. No. Okay. Well, I think it is an antenna, but it doesn't it doesn't have the little like metal things? It's just a just a small flat. <laughs> no one you're, cares. <laughs> you're looking over to the side like you're about to go find it. Like is because it, it's is right it, there. It's, it's right, right there. there? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, but I can't. It, well, it's probably it's plugged into things. So it's attached probably... to the TV. I can't pick it up. But okay well that's uh, that's kind of unfortunate actually i'm so sorry uh that is the antenna that the lindy designer used to watch season four episode one crazy ex-girlfriend um todd you probably have some familiarity with antennae yes yes i do uh growing up in the countryside where cable wouldn't reach out to our farm where i grew Mm. up yes we definitely had uh antenna uh, that we had to, to use to try and get the uh the channels in so lots of fun like depending on what the weather was like outside could really affect what channels we could pick up so good times uh live in that country life uh we love to see it okay well here we are season four episode one uh the final season here we left off on quite a cliffhanger at the end of season three and we have taken a couple weeks off of the episodes proper but we are back as is the show uh i'm excited to get into it um and i don't think we have anything else to talk about beforehand uh it's just the three of us here today so let's get into it season four episode one of crazy ex-girlfriend lindy for the first time this season take it away oh my goodness well this episode is called i want to be here and that's ringing true for me i want to be here tonight talking about this episode it's gonna be fun uh so We all remember where season three left off. Rebecca pled guilty and season four picks up right where we left off. Uh, Rebecca and Paula are in a room with the judge and, um, you know, the state's lawyer is here, but Nathaniel is nowhere to be found. He stormed out. He was upset with what Rebecca said. And so Daryl and Paula are going to help represent Rebecca, even though they're both just real estate lawyers and Paula hasn't quite graduated yet. (laughs) They're going to help her out. But Rebecca basically just wants to plead guilty no matter what. Um, Paula, in kind of a change from what we saw in the previous episode, does not want Rebecca to do that. And Rebecca says, but whoa, 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 like I gave you a knowing smile. You gave me a knowing smile. I thought we were on the same page. But now you're saying we were just a bunch of idiots smiling at each other. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we are just a bunch of idiots smiling at each other. Uh, but this was not one of those times. We talked about this at the end of season three. Uh, and and like, you know, our knowledge of how this starts to resolve here in season four was probably flavoring a little bit of how we talked about it. Um, but this is a pretty dramatic shift from the tone that was set at the end of the third season, especially with like, Paula not maybe coming to that the the trial there or the sentencing or or I don't know I I don't know the legal the legal words uh just you know Rebecca saying guilty or 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 whatever um so like her you know her not coming to like the look that they shared to Paula's like wa- wanting of Rebecca to accept responsibility and then we like get a a pretty big shift here it was a little jarring um and I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it 
overall. I'm feeling weird about it. I just feel like if Paula was like, oh, no, I don't want her to plead guilty. I don't want her to go to jail. She could have, like, shook her head in the courtroom instead of smiling. It would have sent the correct message. Well, I don't know about correct. I think it would have sent the message that is consistent with this Paula that we're seeing in this episode, right? Right. It would have sent the message she was feeling instead of making Rebecca think that Paula wanted her to do this. So I'm... I'm didn't get a chance to go back and rewatch the scene, but was Paula smiling and, and nodding her head as Rebecca was saying she pled guilty or was she just smiling on her head as Rebecca was saying, I want to take responsibility for my action. So I think it could have been like, Oh yes, I'm, I agree with you want to take responsibility. You're like, Oh no, that's not, that's not how you do it. No, I think it could be Paula not really seeing what Rebecca was about to do. Uh, but again, I would need to rewatch the scene to, to clarify if that was it or not. That would take a very different read uh, from not only what we talked about here, but I think I think what the show was was telling us at the end of season three, especially because of how Rebecca phrased her like uh, guilty, I take responsibility like comments. There, it was and the judge even references this of just like that was like less of a confession and more of just like a story with a lot of details there. Um, but she was definitely like, and I take responsibility. And then the immediate follow-up to that was like, I'm guilty. You know what I mean? Um, and I think we saw, my recollection here is that we saw Paula nodding and doing like an uh, acknowledging smile at Rebecca as she was taking responsibility slash pleading guilty. I agree with that assessment. I could watch it again to make sure, but I think she was kind of smiling during that whole end segment. Uh, But yes, the judge says, uh, I can't, I can't accept this. It was more of a speech filled with irrelevant details and you were facing away from me, (laughs) which is just so funny. Yeah. I love the fact that the the judge is throwing shade on Rebecca for her non-plea plea. The judge is like, "What, what are you doing? Come on. And she's also in a romantic relationship with her lawyer, who is also in real estate. <laughs> um, but yes, the the main focus of the scene is that Rebecca tells him over and over, like, I want to plead guilty. I want to go to jail. And that's when Paula says, like, I dig the statement, but I don't want you to go to jail for trying to defend someone from being murdered. Rebecca says, okay, well, I need to do penance for... If not that, then all of my past crimes, both real and metaphorical. And so the judge sends her to county jail for six weeks. And Paula's like, okay, I can work with this. Like, we'll have another hearing. And Rebecca says, I'm going to plead guilty at every hearing. Like, I deserve to go to jail. And then we see her um, being admitted into the jail, you know, multiple steps of that, the whole time saying, I deserve this. You know, you know, if you want to take uh, responsibility for all the other crimes that you really did, you could just, you know, confess to those other crimes and turn yourself in for those other crimes and, you know, take the actual responsibility for those instead of, like, trying to take responsibility for something that you didn't do. Uh, crazy thought there. <laughs> but... That would that would lead to real consequences, Todd. We have to make sure that she is easily accessible for the rest of the season. <laughs> It's very true. Very true. <laughs> also, like, like within the show, we see in this episode that like Rebecca doesn't really know what her penance should look like. She feels guilty. She thinks she is guilty and deserves punishment and thinks she has to make up for this. But she has no idea 
for most of this episode what's that supposed to look like she's struggling to find that so i think it makes sense that she's just like okay just punish me like and doesn't think she has to actually admit to her what whatever other crimes those are she's just like okay i should be punished just put me away or whatever yeah so then we see nathaniel and he <laughs> has an interesting journey here he is looking at a bunch of knives that he had george buy for him and it's really funny because george is like yeah but i'm not on any watch list now um, and it turns out that Nathaniel needs these for his intense outdoor survivalist excursion. Uh, it's something called Death Wish Adventures. And he paid $100,000 for this experience. Yeah, I would just like to say if anyone is looking for this to happen to them, uh, I will do it for like 100 bucks. Uh, <laughs> you do not need to give anyone else $100,000. I mean, I would take $100,000, but like, you know. Uh, I can lower that price if, you know, I, I can give you a better deal. Also, this uh, is like giving me such a bewildered look right now. Well, I, honestly, honestly, I think that if someone's willing to pay $100,000, why would you do it for a hundred? You should charge them the full price if that's what they're going to pay anyway. I'm just trying to price out the market, I think. Uh, well, yeah, you should give them a discount, but, yeah. you know, value your skills a little more than a hundred dollars uh well i i should you know i guess i have a car which is roughly <laughs> the main skill that was used well that's uh, the thing what is he paying for he could just go into the woods yeah and achieve the same thing the service being provided feels very minimal <laughs> right well then he doesn't get the beating first of all you know the be i think the beating is like a pretty uh central part of it uh yeah i feel like you could just get that for free somewhere you could. I I probably wouldn't do that. I guess I guess that would not be a service that I would offer. I don't think <laughs> uh, I would just see. beat up random people that paid me. Well, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think it's time for the uh, first Adam's Kitchen Corner of the season. Um, oh, you would no. also have to make them a maggot sandwich. <laughs> could, would you do that? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, not, not even because like someone like Nathaniel shouldn't be eating a maggot sandwich because that I actually find fine. I just don't want to come <laughs> in contact with the maggots. And so like, I would not want to make the sandwich, but I have no problem with him like paying a lot of money to eat it. Also brutal first Adam's kitchen corner of season four. <laughs> that <know>. is tough. <laughs> That's just how it worked out. Yeah. Not my uh, fault. Yeah, definitely not your fault. Um, okay, also, this is just like this is just a straight rip of uh the Survivor Man episode of The Office. Yeah? Like, this is basically him just going out into the I mean, obviously, like some differences, but like this is this is just like a straight rip from that, yeah. I don't remember that episode, but oh okay. I believe you. It's not office people. I've seen uh, every episode, but I it's been a while. I don't and I don't remember that one. Okay. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't remember it. Well, we don't need to like dive too deep, but like Michael goes in very willingly to the forest and tries to like survive on his own. He like cuts up his suit, makes a little thing, and then he finds out all the time that like Dwight has been watching him around him nearby. It's uh, anyway. There is at least one person listening that uh, will immediately catch this reference. So that well, is of course. that's all I need. So 
of course. Um, and George is really funny in this scene. He tells Nathaniel, I know you're going through a rough time, you know, with the woman you love publicly rejecting you in favor of incarceration. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but George suggests talking to Rebecca, um, which I thought was interesting because he hasn't really seemed to like Rebecca with Nathaniel much um, in the past, but he seems like maybe he's on Nathaniel's side. And since Nathaniel is hurting so much, he wants him to work it out. I like yeah, that I'm, read. That's a, I think that's a good read. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, cause I clocked it as well. Like, wow, he's, you know, much more supportive of the relationship than he's been, you know, in the past. But I think that's a, uh, that's a good call for why he, why he's being supportive. But Nathaniel does not take that advice. He says he's done. She chose what she chose. And I need a complete reset. Um, that's why he's doing this. And he puts the knife in his bag, which just slices right through it. <laughs> uh, he like, you know, he then sends George to like, get, a, get a better bag, one that's machete proof. First of all, you should, he like, he clearly has some kind of cover or slip for the knife. We see it later. Why was he putting an open knife in this bag maybe he got it later maybe george got that on the second trip <laughs> got the, got the <laughs> yeah yeah here why don't, why don't i just try a sheath a sheath is probably what you're looking for rather than a machete proof bag uh, i honestly i love a good knife sheath <laughs> like okay <laughs> seriously every time i'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay it's not that funny <laughs> Funny. <laughs> it, was just, it was just unexpected. Well, like, uh, all the things that for Adam say is he loves a good knife sheet. The way you said it too, you were so passionate. <laughs> I am though. Like, oh my! Don't you just feel like such a badass when you're going into the kitchen to like make dinner or whatever, and you have like an onion and a carrot out there, and you're just like, whoosh, come out there, and like the knife, you pull the giant knife out of the sheet, and you start chopping. Well, first of all, that would require me to put onions and things that I fix. So, yeah, no. Uh, something that would require me to have knives and sheaths in my apartment, which again, no. So, uh, I, I'll have to take your word on it. Oh my! I just goodness. have like a little little knife block that my knives are in. I don't have them like sheathed anywhere. That was that was great. Um, I will say I love onion, so I understand what Adam is saying, and I do have knives in the what's it called? A sheath. A sheath? I don't even yeah. know that word. Okay. <laughs> I do have that. Um, but I don't like I don't like pull the Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm saying that because Adam has come back holding a bunch of knives in his hands. I have so many knives. I mean you just whoosh. Oh my gosh. I didn't Actually, hear that. I and heard, it and I heard nice. it because yeah. sheath. Doesn't was that there. sound good? Doesn't that I mean, doesn't that oh like I don't know if you heard that one, but it's just like I love it. <laughs> I, I wish that we could have had a, a, pic, a picture of Adam just sitting down with like six knives in his hand of multi, multi-colored knives too. It's like a very rainbow I knife the, situation. Yeah, I have here. the Cuisinart. Cuisinart? Whatever. Cuisinart? Probably. There's <laughs> <laughs> three different options. I, I, in my head, I say it cuisinart but that doesn't sound right yeah i literally that's exactly what i was thinking too and i was like wait a minute the word cuisine is right there <laughs> why, why i'm always like cuisinart but uh, it could be i have no clue yeah i have i don't know where my, where's the purple 
it's yeah it's over there this is a great uh, podcast for you know if audio. anyone else has the colored cuisinart uh knives let me know because i will relate with you and i love the colors you can like say cuisinart right there just like okay we can move yeah, that on last now. one was him making the sound himself that wasn't the actual knife well it was this it, it was a combo there there's the actual yeah okay perfect Okay, Adam's knife corner. Um, oh no! <laughs> I didn't know that he felt so passionately about knives, but here we are. It's really the sheets more than the, <laughs> more than the knives. Okay, yeah. Okay, I knew that. I just can't say the word very well. <laughs> sheets? Yeah. Like you, you can't say the word sheath? Sheaths? Yeah. There that's you go. An, that's an awkward word for me. I don't know. Okay. Well. That's like, I also, the word thorough is awkward for me. I, I always struggle to, I'm okay. So I'm a good speller, but I always struggle to spell the word thorough. I swear. I, I'm obsessed with opening up a sentence with, I'm a good speller, but. <laughs> well, if I was a bad speller, it wouldn't matter if I couldn't spell a certain word. <laughs> I provided context for why uh-huh. it matters that I can't spell a certain word. <laughs> oh, season four is off to a rollicking start. <laughs> I'm a good speller, but... <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It was the machete-proof bag. The machete-proof bag and threw us down and oh. rabbit hole, so... Well, speaking of um, not knowing what's going on, uh, <laughs> Josh, Josh is struggling right now. He thinks that he has some sort of disorder because he's talking to Hector. He can't believe Rebecca's in jail for murder. And Hector's like, it's pretty clear she was just defending Nathaniel. And Josh is like, I don't know. I used to think she was innocent and sweet. Like, we all did, right? And Hector's like, not really. But she's my friend and like I care about her and she also she has like mental health issues, you know, a disorder. Um, and that's when Josh says, Maybe I have a disorder. Like I've missed so many things. I didn't realize being a priest would be such a bummer. I didn't realize I was dancing at a gay bar for like a month. And your mom doesn't like it when I whistle in the shower. Those three things just sum up the Josh Chan experience. I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Josh does have a disorder. I think the technical term is total dumbass disorder. Um, he should get that looked at. It's pretty serious. Uh, if you were leveled to have been affected by TDD, we would like to uh, <laughs> offer you our uh, sincere apologies. It's tough. We're all in the fight together. Um. I think the funniest part of this scene is when Hector is like, yeah, now that you mention it, it's weird that you live with my mom. And Josh says, you lived with your mom. <laughs> Hector's <laughs> like, she's my mom. <laughs> uh, and then Josh's like, oh, yeah, now I get it. See, I missed that, too. He's like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> um, and Hector is trying to tell Josh, like, maybe you're just oblivious, self-absorbed. And Josh is like, no, no, no. Like, I have some sort of disorder. Oh, this is this is a good look for Hector. 
continuing bad look for Josh. <laughs> nothing new here, honestly. Yeah, no, nothing new here for Josh. But again, it, it is kind of continuing the, okay, this uh, kind of like post-Heather relationship Hector is like a really, it's, it's a really a good character. You know, uh, not, not like a good character, but like a, a, a better character than he was before. I'll say like, he's definitely like a, a, a much, like he is someone who is like, yeah, Rebecca has her problems, but I'm her friend. I'm going to support her. And like, yeah, Josh, like you, you, you're oblivious and self-involved, you, you know, like trying to like point Josh away from the soon to be gross behavior that he's going to do. So I, I think it's a, it's a pretty good look for Hector and uh, uh, Josh, Josh, TDD. So bad. I think I really enjoyed that Hector referred to Rebecca as his friend and not just like, oh, Heather's friend or anything like his friend, um, especially when you compare it to like white Josh, who's like in this kind of friend group and would never say that about Rebecca. I thought this was sweet. Yeah. No. To the day they both die, why Joe and Rebecca will not consider each other friends. I love it. So then we go back to Rebecca in jail um, and she's like in her bed, still repeating that she deserves this like over and over. And there's a woman on the bunk below her who tells her to shut up. <laughs> and it makes sense because Rebecca just repeating the same thing over and over. Um, but she says now like she's sad, she's scared and she doesn't know what penance looks like. She gave up the man she loves and this place is terrible. And her cellmate is like, wow, what a great observation. Like, this place is terrible. <laughs> and she refers to her as Harvard. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, how do you know I went to Harvard? <laughs> she says, other than I deserve this, that's the only thing you've said since you got here. <laughs> so, must point out that her cellmate, we have seen before, way back in season one at the camp. This is the uh, the camper who like was teamed up with Rebecca on like the uh, the little tag thing where they had to be tied together, and they fought over who went which way, and she basically knocked Rebecca down. Yeah, it's her, and it never comes up. It never comes up, and it's so bizarre that Nikki has like had interactions with Rebecca before, basically assaulted Rebecca before, and it never comes up in this. But do you think it's the same character? Or is it two different characters? Uh. I think she was referred to as Nikki in the her first appearance as well. I'm not 100% sure, but could look it up. But if it's... I think they're listed as the same character. Yeah. It's not clearly not acknowledged, but I think they're listed as the same character. So it's just, just a very strange... Because it's, it's not like she's like... A, I mean, she... If you ever watch Glow, she was like a major character on the Netflix series Glow. So it's not like she is some, you know... a, a random background actor and i don't know it's just like it's very strange to have her back here and never acknowledge the fact that yeah they actually have a uh, met and thoroughly disliked each other once before uh well that's not brought up but i do love how explicit it is of this theme of rebecca just telling people she went to harvard like right away uh we saw this as early as like the first few episodes of season one where after she met heather like heather knew she went to harvard like right away before she knew like anything else um i just love this this bit yeah and that rebecca's response was oh good it sounds like i worked into the sentence organically <laughs> it's like i'm sure you did <laughs> then she gives like the big long a uh 
uh, example of like when it sounds like you're bragging, you're not trying to brag. I'm like, oh, you're the whole example she gives is like her trying to brag. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but then Rebecca starts crying about how she's in jail. Um, but it turns out it's time for activities. And uh, Nikki tells her there's this nonprofit group that does theater with them. And Rebecca immediately sits up and stops crying. She's like, oh, theater? Again, I love the running thing here, which is that Rebecca is always excited about this type of thing. And this made her immediately like stop, you know, wallowing and crying and be like, oh, okay, something to be excited about. And that is when we see for the first time the zip zap zop, <laughs> which I'm sure we all love. I mean, it looks fun. Yep. It's a blast. Yeah, I'm playing for sure. Um, so they're all doing that in a circle, and <laughs> Rebecca is so excited, and she suggests that they, you know, sing a song, and it turns out to be the song from the very first episode that she sang back at camp from South Pacific. Um, yeah. So one thing I like about the zip zap zop sequence before she gets to getting to the sing is that the whole thing with zip zap zop is like they're pointing to each other to throw it to the next person. And Rebecca is so excited to jump in there and nobody is throwing it to her. And she's like looking back and forth, ready, ready, ready. And they finally throw it to her and she screws it up immediately. And then she's like, oh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's just like this. Like she's like so eager to be part of this theater game, and then she just completely is so over eager that she completely messes it up, and she don't think ever gets it right throughout the the episode. Uh, but yeah, and then then cut to South Pacific, and this time Rebecca singing the lead part instead of her like one, you know, one little line. Never the first time we saw it. And that time that the line goes to her cellmate Nikki, which I thought was funny. Uh, but yeah, Rebecca singing horribly as Rebecca does in real life compared to her her dreams uh, but yeah it's a uh, it's like just such a, a nice callback to where we started this whole journey yeah this episode has a lot of that which i always appreciate um and then we see paula visit rebecca in jail um you know paula is still really determined to get rebecca out of there she says we just have to prove you know trent was stalking you and then you know, we can say your actions are in defense of others. And Rebecca tells her, like, you're wasting your time. I want to be here. And, you know, there's this theater group. And I suggested we do South Pacific, which everyone loved. <laughs> um, she's like, next, I'm thinking Pippin. And she's like, this this is my penance. I figured it out. Oh, uh, I have to stop down on the musical theater joke because I it made me laugh so much. She's like, next, we're going to do Pippin. Scotty Pippin? Uh, she's like, how are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did Pippin when I was in high school. It was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never understood. Like, it's like a, a really beloved musical. It, it never really did it for me. I've yeah. seen it a couple times. It's just like, it's okay. The book is okay. Nothing, I mean, eh, nothing, just nothing super stand out here. It's no cats, that's for sure. <laughs> well, well, I love the next joke in here because Paula's like, I want to get you out of here, hopefully before you do cats. And Rebecca's like, oh, I would never do cats. Come on. I'm not that much of a dork. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're not going to spoil anything going forward, but, 
you'd be you have to be a pretty big dork to do cats. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Then we see uh, Nathaniel being on the start of his trip. He's thrown out of this van into the woods. He's clearly been beat up, um, but he's so excited. He's thanking them. Um, as they drive away, they call him a maggot. And then he opens this sandwich that he has, and it has maggots on it. So now he gets it. And then he opens his canteen to try to drink water, but there's just a bunch of sand in there. Uh, his response to the sand, I think it's like, this won't hit the spot. I, yes. That's, that's very funny. That's a really yeah. good line. Um, yeah, also I, on the sandwich, that. besides the maggots, are two pieces of bologna. And I would say, even without the maggots, this is a trash sandwich already. Like, not interested in the sandwich, regardless of the maggots. Why is there bologna? What is bologna? They probably like bologna? didn't want to try very hard because it has maggots on it why bother putting other stuff on there i would like it would make it like feel more ruined though like if there was like really if it was like a really good sandwich but then there were maggots on it that would i think feel worse to me than like two pieces of bologna on 70 cent bread uh with a bunch of maggots on it you know Maybe, or maybe the thought is like, well, he might be able, he might be able to summon it up enough to like scrape the maggots off if it's like something that was really appetizing. But with baloney, uh, what's even what's even the point? I think we've covered this well enough, and I'd like to move on. <laughs> Please, Lindy, go for it. <laughs> um, we get this very short scene, but I'm sure we'll have something to say about it. Uh, Josh is at home base, and he googles diagnosis if person don't understand things. Yes. Don't understand things like subject verb agreement, says the English major whose eye twitched whenever he noticed that. So funny. Like he finds this quiz and that's what he wants to do. Yeah. My favorite thing about this is like the top three search results are all, you know, do not uh, take psychiatric advice from quizzes. Here is why, you know, taking advice from quizzes is a bad idea. I diagnosed myself by uh, a quiz and it was the worst thing i ever did and then the fourth one oh here we go so it's like he goes through these he, like and he's like oh, no 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 like completely ignoring these top three results that are all don't do this until i guess one that it matches like oh how to tell what sort of disorder you have great oh it's from quimble pop shout out to quimble pop <laughs> yeah, love that all their original programming they're doing now they've got recipes they've got content it sounds great don't spoil my terror, chef. <laughs> uh, so then back at the jail, uh, Rebecca is in the theater group again. They've got this talking balloon um, <laughs> that they have to take turns with. And basically, Nikki says that she didn't like that dumb South Pacific song. And everyone else agrees. And Rebecca is taken aback by this. She's like, oh, but... Like, it symbolizes a time in my life when I was truly happy. I thought cosmically that's why I'm in jail, to reenact that song somehow. But that's not relevant. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense, Rebecca. That's why you're in jail, to cosmically recreate this one one truly happy moment. Oh, dear. Uh, one thing I like about the talking balloon sequence is the talking balloon isn't just like... Because usually you see like the talking, like, here's the talking shell or talking baton or things like that things that you pass around but talking balloon also has a, a face is drawn on either side a happy face and a sad face and when rebecca hands it to nikki nikki turns it to the sad face rebecca's like oh you have it fixed the wrong way no i don't 
Yeah. Um, and Rebecca is saying, like, okay, we need to do something more relevant to the here and now. Like, I get it. Um, but all everyone else wants to do is play Zip Zap Zop. And then with one of my favorite lines of the episode, Rebecca says, Zip Zap Stop, hear me out. <laughs> and she says she wants to do an original piece. She's like, this is my penance. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if Rebecca knows what penance is, no. uh, but okay. Uh. <laughs> Clearly she uh, does not. Uh, I will say I'm kind of like on both sides here. Rebecca's very much like coming in trying to change things, and that can always be like super annoying when someone else comes in and like tries to do things. But also, like you're there to do theater, and all you want to do is zip zaps up just like all day, every day. Like that's it. That's the one activity you want to do. Like, I don't know, branch out a little bit. I, I'm not saying go South Pacific is like your first branch, but like <laughs> there are other things to be done. Like cats. No, well, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, then we get the first song of this episode, which is called what's your story. And it's kind of a mixture of a song and a scene in the episode, but we can just talk about it, you know, all together. So, uh, Todd, what did you think of this one? Uh, so it's a, a very much a cell block tango. He had it coming riff from Chicago. I love Chicago. I love cell block tango. And the song just, it never really does it for me. I think like the, the, like the idea is conveying is like really good. Like the whole, like, because the whole idea is Rebecca's trying to get them to uh, sensationalize, you know, why they're in jail, but all their stories are just really sad and a uh, horrible indictments on our society and the penal system and everything like that. So, like the, the messaging is like is like it's like a really like really good, but just the execution of the the song itself just feels. Uh, not what I would hope for, like, because I was so it's one of those where I was so excited, but I realized, oh, they're doing cell block tango, and then it just never really, you know, clicked for me. The the ratata thing gets in my head frequently, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's not one of my favorite songs as a song, as a scene, it's like it's like pretty well done. But as a song, it kind of falls flat for me. I think I have to disagree, Tide. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I like I too am like a, a big Chicago fan. Like Cell Block Tango, this was uh, awesome. Um, the Ratata certainly get in my head. Like I even am like <laughs> singing Chicago. Like while this, I'm like you know pop six squish. Uh, like I'm doing I'm doing all of it. Like while this is happening. Um, and I agree that it doesn't really like get off the ground in being more of a parody or more of a direct one-to-one -one, um, with the original. But I also think that that's like kind of the point, like you were talking about, right? Like instead of trying to push this, or I think you even used the word sensationalized, which is like totally accurate. Uh, the stories are just like not that. And they're like used in a way to like get Rebecca to realize, well, to hopefully... <laughs> to get Rebecca to realize that this is like not the situation that she is imagining. Um, and I think it does it in a pretty creative way. I don't know that this is like 
a song that I would listen to just like if I'm listening to music or songs like this is probably not coming up but I think that like as a scene in this show and like what it's trying to convey how it does it the like very vivid imagery um I think is very funny and there's like some really good stuff in there too it's like how long were you in here three months and like you got put in for like two years uh like it makes some really like I think potent observations about I mean, they're not in jail for very long here, but like it makes some pretty potent observations about that. And I think it's kind of funny. Um, like the chair bit, like she's coming out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to do. And she just like has to take the chair. Uh, I don't know. I, I worked for me. I think I can agree with what Adam's saying about like the scene in the show works more so than this being a song. Um, but I do me being not as well versed in musicals like i don't know um the point of reference here so um that might affect my view of it i'm just like i don't know the original that it's supposed to be kind of an homage to so i remember the first time i saw this i was like not expecting well first of all i wasn't expecting rebecca to be in jail at all (laughs) um but then i just wasn't expecting a song like this and like you guys said i think it does bring up interesting points about the other women who are there um but i don't know that i you know like love love it or anything um but i do think rebecca's portion um is a little humorous where she's like i was a no good manipulative love addict with undiagnosed borderline personality disorder i swindled i cheated i called out a hit on my ex-boyfriend's girlfriend (laughs) then one day this guy named trent came into my life he was unironically just like me and he tried to kill the man I loved, so I pushed him off a building. And when I pled guilty, just for, like, metaphorical symbolism, the judge knew I was innocent, so she didn't accept my plea, but I wanted to go to jail anyway. <laughs> I, just reading that, I'm just like, wow, this show has shown us all of this, and I just love how dramatic that all feels and sounds. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, it's a little surprising that you're not familiar I guess I shouldn't say it's like surprising you're not familiar with the original. Uh, But I feel like we have to play like a fill in the blank game here, Lindy. So if I were to like go pop, six, squish, uh, uh, Cicero. That's some silence, everyone. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, no. You think she's going to get pick lip shits out of (laughs) How am I supposed to guess the words to a song I haven't heard? (laughs) What were you expecting? I feel like people have, you know, like a common, might not be a common, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Todd would have gotten it, is all I can say. Yeah, Todd would have gotten it because you see me read it. Well, I already said I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, the direct parody here. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, I think it's fairly famous. I feel like, you know, Cell Black Tango, I feel like it's fairly well known, uh, even not within a strictly like musical theater background. I'm sure it is, but I'm not part of that group. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe one day we'll get you. We'll see. <laughs> we'll um, get you. <laughs> but yeah, so once Rebecca tells her story um, at the end there, everyone is like, wait, you don't have to be here. And she kind of like sticks her hands through the, the, you know, cell bars and is like, yeah. Um dramatically and they all walk away from her because that's ridiculous why would you be here if you don't have to be yeah and she still 
does it get it? Speaking of people who don't get it, um, Josh is with his friends, Heather and Hector, at home base. And he says, according to this quiz, he has ADHD, OCD, and synesthesia. And he's like, when I think about the number five, I see blue and smell daisies. <laughs> it's so random. It is so random. And it, for whatever reason, that just cracked me up. Just Josh on the, <laughs> I think about the number five, I see the color blue and I smell daisies. I don't know. It's just so bizarre. It's just so random. It just, I don't know. Crack me up. Josh is a dumbass, but it cracked me up. No, that is a funny line, especially the way he says it. And it's funny that it's like, that sounds like it's the only thing he has like associations with. Like if he actually had synesthesia, like it wouldn't just be one number that he connects to something else. Yeah. And and then Heather's response is daisies don't have a scent. And Josh's like, they do when you have synesthesia. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's not how synesthesia works either. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what happens when you just take a, you know, Quimble Pop quiz to diagnose yourself. Um, and Heather is saying, like, you don't have any of those things. And Josh is trying to insist that he does. But by, like, listing off the beers at home base, like, how would I know that if I didn't have OCD? And she's like, you worked here. That's why you know the beers. <laughs> um, and Hector is telling him, like, that's just all clickbait. It's not real. And Heather is, like, I appreciate Heather's, like, being really straightforward. Like, I respect your search for self, but these are real disorders, and you're treating it like you're identity shopping. And Josh, instead of, you know, taking a step back and being like, oh, that makes sense. No, he doubles down. He's like, wow, you don't want to accept who I am, but that's your issue, not mine. Like, and... <laughs> That's when Heather suggests, like, professional help if he really thinks he has something. But he's like, I don't need that. You should take a quiz to figure out why you're both such crabby friends. Oh, Josh, Josh, Josh. Why do you make it so hard to like you? <laughs> Impossible. It's not I don't, hard is uh, understatement of the century. It is impossible. <laughs> so one thing I want to clock during this thing after... Uh, after Heather says that, you know, he's identity shopping, uh, Hector, I believe it's Hector says, yeah, it's kind of gross. And that a uh, sentiment is going to come up again later in the episode, the idea that someone's doing something that's kind of gross. Uh, but also, this is a scene where they uh, have a discussion about a uh, Quimble Pop quizzes and Sex in the City and which Sex in the City character uh, Hector or uh, Heather are. And they have a disagreement over which one is which. I'll make a confession. I actually haven't seen Sex in the City, so I really I cannot comment on on which characters they are or are not. Yeah, I even remember exactly which ones they said they were. But yeah, it was just funny because those those quizzes are like omnipresent. Which so and so character are you? And they're very scientific as well. So oh, for sure. Um, so then we go back to the woods where Nathaniel eats a bug and <laughs> drinks some dew off of a leaf. Um, and then he hears a noise. And so he grabs his knife, which he, you know, seems like he got a good bag for it and a good sheath. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> a good sound coming off of that knife there. 
Um, but he doesn't need that because it turns out it's George. And George has brought like a bunch of equipment and found Nathaniel out there by threatening this place legally. And turns out they can't afford another lawsuit because there have been people who died doing this. Yikes. And while George is telling Nathaniel this, this might be my favorite part of the episode. Uh, George takes this tent out of a bag, throws it up in the air, and in midair it pops out and assembles itself and then lands on the ground. I am obsessed with this moment. It gets me every time. Yeah, it has that energy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the gif of I've, the guy walking up with like a folding chair and he just oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. throws like it that. out and automatically goes down. Yeah, it's like the same energy of like, I'm here. Bang. <laughs> Welcome to the tent. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but yeah, George is there to help. He brought tasty meat and mm-hmm. music. Turns out it's ska music, and Nathaniel is like, could you turn off the ska? <laughs> He's not having it. Oh, I, I honestly, I really think that our quiz today is going to be about ska music. Like, if I had to put a guess out there, oh my if, gosh. for no other reason than I just, I really don't like ska music. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm alone there, but yeah. If that's what the quiz is about, I have absolutely no knowledge to work with so we'll see we'll see um but yeah george asked nathaniel like is this helping you get over rebecca and nathaniel says he doesn't feel better yet but he will um basically he always does something like this after a setback some sort of like physical taxing challenging thing and again george is like coming in with a some good advice and also in a funny way he's like hot take is it possible that this pain is not therapeutic? Yeah, I don't know how hot of a take it is, but uh, like no, a it's su- not a hot take. But that's the funny part. <laughs> Surprising amount of insight uh, from from George here, who is no longer afraid to like confront Nathaniel and like express thoughts and feelings that are even like you know. Uh, I don't think we would have seen this in in past seasons. So uh, I guess good on you, George. Yeah, I mean, he's always he's always been a bit bold. He did leave Rebecca and Nathaniel in an elevator because they didn't know his name. Oh, but... I believe me, I remember that. You remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, yes, but Nathaniel tells George to leave him alone. He's not interested in in his help right now. So we'll get back to that. But first, we see Heather, Valencia, and Paula all visit Rebecca in jail. And Rebecca is telling them, I figured out something huge. I am privileged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The fact that Rebecca has never thought that before is, well, it's not surprising, but wow. And Heather basically says that. She's like, you just figured that out now. Just now. Yeah. Uh, Heather's reaction is probably my favorite of the three of just like, Duh. (laughs) Really? Like, you're just not doing this? Yeah. Uh, But they're all, like, kind of, uh, I don't know. They just seem to, like, not care that Rebecca's, like, come to this realization they're here for other things. Uh, And Rebecca does not get the response that she thinks that she's going to get. Yeah. 
So Heather tells Rebecca that they've got a new hearing for her. Apparently, Trent woke up and confessed to everything and all of the charges are going to be dropped. And obviously, they're all excited for her. But Rebecca is upset, um, which makes sense with how this episode is going. Like, she (laughs) says she hasn't paid her penance yet and she still wants to be in jail. And Heather is like totally the voice of reason this entire episode she's like whatever you do in here nothing is going to change the fact that you're a a rich white lawyer lady who pled guilty for dramatic effect it's kind of gross uh yeah i mean it's pretty brutal right like especially to say this to like rebecca who is (laughs) in jail here um and like after you know they're clearly trying to get them out that's like not the energy that paul is bringing but like uh heather comes down pretty hard i kind of liked it from heather though i think it made sense yeah, I think that Heather, I, I think she had totally valid points. And I have no problem with her saying it to Rebecca that way. I think she's totally right. And Rebecca did just do this to be dramatic. She says that herself in the What's Your Story song. What? Rebecca dramatic? No. Well, <laughs> um again like rebecca does not want to leave and then valencia jumps in and is like you staying here doesn't help anyone here it also doesn't help anyone you've like actually hurt and uh heather says paula got the charges dropped so you're getting out of here whether you like it or not and paula says like i don't understand like why you want to be here and rebecca says no one does and that is when we get the second song of this episode which is called no one else is singing my song Adam, what do you think of this one? I really liked it. Um, I think it was like very, uh, maybe a little cheesy here. They like get really meta a lot and then they get more meta about being meta. Uh, and like some of it doesn't play as well for me as other bits do. Um, but I think overall I really liked it. It had like uh, very strong like Pasek and Paul vibes, uh, just like from the changes and from the melody here is it like bringing everyone together. Some of the visuals were pretty cool. Um, and like also I think we're like a bit funny of like the bit of uh, everyone kind of saying impossible as they're turning around from nothing. They're like not looking at anything, but then they just all randomly turn around right when they start singing impossible. Um, but I thought it was really good. Uh, I, yeah, I liked this song overall. I agree. I really like this one. I think it's a great one to be in the season premiere. Um, I I do like the meta-ness. Um, one of my favorite parts is um, when Nathaniel is like, he doesn't count any points at George. <laughs> like, he doesn't count as being, like, someone with me. Um, I also like just, like, you know, the heartfelt thing of, like, no one else knows the rhythm enough to sing along, but they're all actually singing along to the same rhythm. Um, so I like the message there that, like, even though they feel alone, like, they're not actually alone in what they're feeling. Um, I also just think it's so funny that, like, Brody is randomly in this. Like, <laughs> why him as opposed to any other character who's been on the show? I just thought that was really funny. I love this song. I love everything about the song. I love the meta-ness of it. I love whenever they bring other people in. One of my favorite bits is during the uh, no one knows the ever-changing rhythm enough to sing along. And Valencia's little dance moves during ever-changing rhythm make me laugh 
every time. She's like, this is very exaggerated dance moves, cracks me up. I love Rebecca's rock ballad voice on, could anyone understand? <laughs> you know, I just, and I love how uh, the, the idea that a, uh, you are super unique and no one else has ever felt the pain that you felt and no one else can understand the sadness that you're feeling is I think a thing that many people have felt so many people have felt it that, you know, you should begin to realize, well, well, maybe I'm not that unique after all. So I think like it's a very funny way to kind of get at the ideas like, yeah, everyone feels pain and all of the people probably feel the same sort of pain you feel. So just because you're feeling misunderstood in the moment doesn't mean that you are completely alone in the world. Uh, I've And it's, I don't know, uh, there's a lot of the song that I love. I love a uh, just the way that it's shot, the way that they have them all a uh, you know, referencing the thing that's about to happen in terms like the song structure, singing like a third above or doing the melisma or the, the harmonies and everything. I love all of that stuff. Uh, it's just a really fun song. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we all have a really positive look at that. Um, and then at the end of the song, uh, Josh turns to the woman at the bar with him and asks if she knows any good therapists. And Nathaniel asks George um, for some of the meat that he brought, kind of accepting his help. And Rebecca is released from jail and uh, Paula, Heather and Valencia pick her up. So the song also like moves forward a lot of things in the episode. Um, and then we see... Oh, uh Sorry, uh, before before you move on, there's, there's one one little bit in the song that I I wanted to to mention that that and it reminded me. So it does move the stuff along with at the very end of the song, like they're like whenever everyone's on screen and everyone starts like oh like like Nathaniel and Josh both look up and see like everyone else in the line above them and everyone's like looking around acknowledging everybody else and like oh yeah maybe we're out there they're gonna Rebecca never looks up never acknowledges anybody. She's like the only one in this entire group ensemble who is not acknowledging that she's not alone anymore. She still is completely in that mind space. Whereas everyone else is kind of like, oh yeah, we there are other people. There are, I'm not all alone. So I think that kind of falls through here where Nathaniel and Josh are both taking steps forward. But as we go to the next scene, Rebecca still isn't. Rebecca is still kind of a uh, in that same headspace. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I did notice that. And I, I think it's a really important part of that. Um. Yeah, and then we go to Nathaniel and George eating together, and Nathaniel saying like, "Maybe I'm just broken," and George says, "That is such a sad thing to say." Part one, part two, really good title for a ska song. And then he starts singing, and I wouldn't normally have included this, but this is like an actual track from the soundtrack, and it, the actual version kind of plays at the end of the episode. <laughs> So I thought we could briefly talk about it. It's called Maybe I'm Just Broken. Are we rating this song? I guess we don't have to, but since it's like an actual soundtrack song, I thought we should. Okay. What does Todd think? Yeah, I'm not I'm not rating the song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, never mind then. Sorry to all of our listeners who are really hoping to hear our thoughts about this song. Well, Adam and Todd didn't want to. Oh, so. I'll give you my thoughts. It's terrible. <laughs> well, part of the problem is I because uh, it started playing over the end credits, and then I was like, oh, and then Netflix automatically stopped, like skipped to the next episode <laughs> before it started to play 
like hardly any of the song. So I don't really feel like I have much a uh, room because I'm like, oh, well, we're not going to talk about this. And now we're like, oh. So yeah, it, it feels like there's very little to talk about anyway. To be fair, I did put it in our notes and I wrote, it plays here and in the end credits. <laughs> so everyone had a chance to know what it was. I mean, I, listen, I, I listened to it. Uh, we can rate it if you want, Lindy. Spoiler alert, I'm giving it a zero. Um, <laughs> but like, we, I guess we can rate it if you want. It doesn't matter. I don't actually care. Either way. I think you probably like it the most. You know what? Lindy, I don't. What are, what I don't are your like thoughts it. on this song? <laughs> I don't even have any. I don't even. You, like don't, it. you don't even have any thoughts, and we went through the whole. You because it, because it's on the soundtrack, and that's been one you, of the guiding things that we've used at, as whether to rate things or not. But, but so you, I understand. Yeah, Wait a minute. Exactly. You were yelling at both of us for being like, we don't want to rate it. And you were like, well, sorry to the listeners to deprive you of our thoughts on the song. And now I'm asking you, Lindy, what are your thoughts on the song? And you're like, I have no thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought other people would have thoughts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is this? <laughs> I thought we were here to rate every song in the show. But clearly, that's not the case. <laughs> Fine. We're rating this song. End of story. We're rating it. You've heard my thoughts already. I think it's absolutely terrible. Uh, Todd didn't even listen to it. Lindy, what are your thoughts on the song? <laughs> um, I appreciate George's effort. Um, and it's really nice that they gave him like a um a professional version at the end of the end of the show. Yeah. But it's not canon because it wasn't actually him in the show. <laughs> what do you mean it's not canon? <laughs> What determines canon in this show? You've long since said this has been your pedestal since the very start of it's on the soundtrack. Therefore, it's like part of the show. We should be rating it. And now you're saying it's not canon? Where's the line? I know. It doesn't make any sense. I know I just contradicted myself, but you know what? The more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, well, like, George himself in the show didn't actually sing it. So what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. I don't know! We, we could have just moved right past it. We, we could have just ended it. No, we don't want to rate it and just leave it there. But no, no, it's too late, Lindy. We're rating this song. This song is getting pretzels or probably not getting pretzels. I don't know. But we are we are rating this song at this point. It's too late. The ship has sailed. Okay. I just want to say quickly for Todd, he probably has time to listen to it between now and the end of the podcast. Because it's yes. only like 30 seconds. So. <laughs> it actually is pretty short, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, moving past that. Um, <laughs> uh, George uh, finds out that Rebecca got out of jail. And Nathaniel immediately feels better. Um, after hearing that and he says he needs to go see her and george is like yeah that's what i've been saying this whole time is that good advice from george you think to go talk to rebecca yeah, yeah. Right, like right after she got out of jail though but he was saying that the whole time i'm true yeah yeah he was <laughs> it's not like he told him to do it at this moment he was just like that's been my advice all along oh no todd's jamming out okay yeah he's <laughs> listening to the song <laughs> oh no <laughs> He looks like he's enjoying it. Does no, he? he's shaking his head. No, he's not. Uh, yeah. Uh, finds out. Rebecca's out of jail. George says, go see him. And so, of course, he listens. 
No, George didn't say that in this moment. Nathaniel said that. Yeah. George said that she got out of jail. Right. But then Nathaniel says, I have to go see her. Yeah. We're so in the weeds here. Are we arguing or not? No, I, no, I, I don't think so. This like is a, a music break. It's just like, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I thought we were like debating the no, order of I, events. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he's got me all riled up now after the Sorry. whole Deanna debate. Welcome to season four, everyone. I'm sure it will be like this the whole time. This is, this is what it's been like for three seasons. Nothing has changed. People know what they're getting here. That's true. Um, so the next scene, Josh is actually in therapy. Um, he is talking to the male Dr. Copian. Um, and he's wondering how to treat all of these things that he has. Um, and he calls Dr. Copian, Dr. Mana Copian. I mean, it's like a it's a funny little gag, right? Like it's not. I'm perceiving it as like Josh is an absolute idiot, like because he is. But admittedly, like it's 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 you know kind of a funny little gag there. I'll admit, I've had I had trouble being like, wait, how am I supposed to refer to this Doctor Copian? Because the other Doctor Copian has the same name, <laughs> but then Josh mm-hmm. did it for me. Um, I also want to ask: Are there only two therapists in this entire town? And they're two therapists who are married to each other. Every single character on the show, major and minor, goes to one of these Dr. Copians. Very true. I don't know that everyone in the show is in therapy. Even Mona went to Dr. Copian. <laughs> uh, I think we do find out at some point that he's like very highly rated or, or something like that. Like he's well known. Yeah, he has like good Yelp reviews. Or, yeah, something. Uh, and Justin asked for a recommendation, and so I guess it's not, like, too big of a stretch. Exactly. I, I do think it's interesting that, like, Rebecca has been talking to, I'm I'm calling, I'm going to call her a copes, uh, that, like, Rebecca <laughs> has she been talking that, to. I know she hates, it. yeah, it's a good thing she's not here. Um, Rebecca has been, like, talking to a copes, but almost everyone else has been talking to Dr. Copian. Uh, so, I, I do think that's kind of interesting. I'd love to see Josh talk to a copes. I mean, but I just feel like that'd be that uncomfortable because she's worked with Rebecca so much. Like that doesn't feel like a good situation. Yeah, but like, don't you want to? Don't you want to see a copes just get just so frustrated with Josh? Like she's gotten with Rebecca. Don't you want to spare her from that? Yeah, I wouldn't wish that on a copes. I do want. I mean, she's a, a fictional character in a in a TV <laughs> show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. <laughs> oh, she is. I thought she was real. Well, uh, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that on the screen. I want to okay. see her getting that upset. Well, to be honest, I think Dr. Manicopian did a good job. Um, he told Josh, like, you don't have any of those disorders. And Josh is like, what can I do? Like, something's wrong. And he says, look within. Think about the choices you make and why you make them. And Josh says, that sounds hard. And uh, Dr. Copian says, yeah, but don't worry. It will take a long time. <laughs> And Josh, like, ah, oh, like the realization, like, oh, crap, I have to put in work. Well, that's the thing. He's looking for an easy out. He's looking for a label that will explain, you know, what's going on with him. But it's not that easy. It's going to take, like, self-reflection. And that can be really difficult. 
I understand that. Yeah, and it, it's uh, it's part of the course with Josh too. I mean, the whole reason why I went to priest school was it was an easy out from a having to in his mind it was going to be an easy out from having to deal with the Rebecca stuff and just like every time he's done something, it's like okay, what's like the the path of least resistance? I think it's going to take the least effort from me or the least struggle, least trauma, and a. Uh, yeah, it's very fitting that he's like just was looking for the oh the, the quibble pop quiz to tell me what my problems are, and then I can watch a YouTube video for to give me some advice on what to do, and that's not really you know gonna help, especially whenever you're an idiot who doesn't understand how I, uh, how these things work. So that's where we leave Josh here, um, and then we see a party for Rebecca on for the occasion of her getting out of jail and just up front i want to ask why are they throwing a party they know rebecca is upset about this and i just don't understand why they would go to all this trouble when rebecca's clearly not going to be celebrating with them also valencia clearly did not plan this one because they had like a simple cake and a banner yeah she did get the banner though she was responsible for the banner i thought heather got it Maybe. <laughs> I swear I watched the episode. I even watched it multiple times, actually. Was it really I Heather? I, I, I don't remember who exactly got it, but I do remember that like they had the banner already in Star. Like, At the store. Star. Heather yeah. said that. Okay. Well, then, you know, good job on Heather for getting it. But, Valencia, this is a terrible party. Like, you can do better. Come on. No, she didn't plan it. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Well, but, like, why? Who else was planning? Plan it. But, like, why? I feel like this is a, I feel like this is a Paula thing. I feel like Paula is the one who kind of is like, and we got to throw a party. We got to uh, try and cheer her up. You know, yeah, she's so she's still sad right now. But once she gets home and she's out of the jail, she'll realize that we're here for her. And the whole thing won't last very long. It feels like a very Paula move to try and try and do this to try and uh, shake Rebecca out of it. So I can see it being mm -hmm. a Paula move. And uh, agreed, she should have like then put it in Valencia's hands, but. There's a bottom tier party. I would not. Want it's to go really to this party. bad. It's a really bad party. Um, and there's this like really kind of, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like a whoa. Like this moment takes me back when I see it because um, Daryl is there like with his baby, obviously, and Rebecca's like, "Whose baby is that?" And Daryl's like, "Are you kidding? It's mine. The one you helped me make." And Rebecca just seems so out of it. Like she shouldn't even realize that yeah it's it's an it's an odd moment but also not odd because it's rebecca and uh she's very self-involved and she didn't carry the baby so uh, and she was not around for the birth at all because she had her own stuff going on so it's it's surprising and not surprising at the same time i feel that was definitely how I clocked it too, right? Of like her being far too, uh, like you said, self-involved to like care about something like that. Um, but it was, uh, I agree, Lindy, it was like kind of jarring. Yeah, I think it's the way it's presented is like, oh, like, wow, she's seriously like yeah. kind of lost right now. Also, I too forgot about the baby uh, <laughs> when it was there in this scene. Because um, it wasn't anywhere else in this episode. I mean, this is the first time this episode that we see it, right? Actually, that's not true. Because in the No One Else Is Singing My Song, Daryl turns around and he's got the like baby holder. Uh, like, he's wearing a baby holder. Yep. Whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> baby <laughs> a little holder. baby Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
Um, but yeah, he doesn't play like a big part in this episode, but he is kind of there in the background. Um, so Rebecca is saying like, I don't want to do everything, anything like everything I do is wrong because of my privilege. And that's when Valencia steps up and is like, I've had enough. You have privilege, but you have a choice. Do something good that helps people or shut up, but stop whining. Go and, Valencia. Yeah. Similar to Heather here. I'm like, yes, exactly. But this seems to get through to Rebecca a little bit. She's like, you're right. I need to do something practical. Um, but right at that moment is when Nathaniel walks in. Seems like he came straight from the woods. He hasn't like showered or anything. Um, and he asks to talk to Rebecca. So they go outside together. And basically he apologizes for storming out of the courthouse and taking her plea personally. Um, he's glad that she's out of jail now. And it seems like things are going really well between them. Like they hug and she tells him it had nothing to do with how I feel about you. I still love you. And he says, I love you too. And they kiss. And I'll be honest, first time I watched this episode, I was like, yes. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, great. <laughs> um, because I was rooting for them. I really loved Rebecca and Nathaniel. Um, but then obviously that goes downhill in the second half of their conversation because Nathaniel is saying, now that this trauma is behind us, we can be free now. But Rebecca is like, well, I still have work to do. Like, going to jail was misguided, but I want to be a better person. And Nathaniel's like, okay, like, you'll join some, like, committees or whatever. And um, he wants them to go to Hawaii together. He already, like, booked a room. And at first, she seems excited, but then she says, like, she can't go. She has a lot to figure out. And Nathaniel says that she's being silly and selfish. He just wants them to be happy and together. Like, can you stop overthinking everything? Rebecca says, but I'm trying to be a good person. And he says, every time we're happy, you try to ruin it. And that is kind of the final uh, nail in the coffin, so to speak. She's like, I need you to leave now. And he leaves. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I certainly wasn't rooting for Nathaniel in the way that Lindy was <laughs> right at the start. And so, like, seeing it go that far downhill that quickly uh, felt correct. Not in the sense that, like, this is good <laughs> for Rebecca or for Nathaniel, but, like, this felt accurate for what we were seeing. Um, and I appreciated that. And per usual, uh, did not appreciate Nathaniel. Yeah, was not a great look for Nathaniel here. Uh, whenever he said, no, can you just stop overthinking everything? Like, uh, have you met Rebecca? Uh, <laughs> no, no, she can't. Uh, she probably should. But just telling someone who overthinks things, stop overthinking things, it's not, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to, to change. Like she, she said multiple times, like she has things she needs to work on. And I was so disappointed by the, by his reaction to her. Uh, and yeah, it's very, very, very disappointing. A uh, sequence of events there. I agree that it's a bad look for Nathaniel and I hate how he tells her that she's being selfish when she says she wants to be a good person. Like that's, that's not being selfish. Um, but something that stuck out to me is when he says like, every time we're happy, you try to ruin it. 
and that made me think like he's gotten his hopes up about rebecca like so many times and she's like broken it off each time and obviously he's been really hurt by that and again i don't agree with his reaction to her but i think that's where it's coming from he's like gotten his hopes up including right now like he booked a trip to hawaii and again uh rebecca is saying like i can't do this even if her reasons are totally valid and like the right thing to do it's still really painful for him to just once again be totally dropped by rebecca um so scene is painful i mean it's a lot i i I definitely agree that like that is is along the lines of what has happened but also like nathaniel is always like come in with these bigger things and it just sort of expected or anticipated that Rebecca would just kind of go along with it. Right. Like he, he made the, the big dramatic move with Mona, like they were cheating for ages. And he was like, I would, I would drop it all to like be with you and like putting that on Rebecca or like, we're taking this big trip to Hawaii, like get on board. Um, He like goes, I don't want to say above and beyond because I feel like that has positive connotations, but like he goes big every time in ways that sort of just like he's expecting everyone else to follow along with him. And I think that is a big part of like what causes him to ultimately feel like dropped by Rebecca and potentially by others um, in the fallout of that. Well, I do think that the Mona thing and the Hawaii thing are different. Like I think the Hawaii thing was definitely like a rash decision. Like you should talk to her first before booking a trip, like um, and see where things stand. But with Mona, he was saying like, obviously they shouldn't continue like cheating together and so he said like i want to be with you i will break up with mona to be with you if that's what you want um so i think those are like two different things but i agree both of them are like really big declarations of like so when rebecca comes back in everyone runs away from the door because they were totally eavesdropping which i found hilarious um daryl is pretending to eat ceviche but he's not actually holding anything um and Valencia asked Rebecca what happened. She said, I heard Hawaii. And then you started whispering, which is rude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brutal when you're trying to overhear conversations and people don't have the decency to talk loud enough to let you hear them. Exactly. But <laughs> Rebecca tells them, like, I love him, but we don't have the same priorities right now. Like, maybe we never will. But I need to find my own answer. And it lies somewhere between jail and Hawaii. <laughs> and Heather's like, so amazing. Those are your choices. <laughs> Um, and then Daryl walks over and gives her some of the fake ceviche. And Hector is like, this is so confusing. I actually made ceviche. Yeah. Uh, good stuff from Hector all episode, honestly. This is this was like a very funny line here. Also, why are they pretending to eat ceviche even if there wasn't? I don't know. Like, what is the it. purpose of this? Well, I know why Daryl was pretending. He was trying to, like, act natural when she came back in. That makes sense. But then, like... But why offer Rebecca the, or why does Rebecca want the fake ceviche? Why is Rebecca humoring him to give him the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But. Just eat the real ceviche. Yeah, It's, exactly. it's right there. <laughs> it exists. But anyway, Paula asks Rebecca, what's next, Cookie? And then we cut to Rebecca walking into the jail. Uh, sh- the theater group is there. They're doing zip zap zop again, of course. Um, and she tells him that she's going to volunteer. Not with theater, don't worry. <laughs> um because i'm sure they were all worried um but she puts out a sign that says free legal advice and she says when i'm not forcing my opinions and entitlement on everyone else i'm actually a pretty good lawyer so i want to help you and all the other women in here 
And I love this for Rebecca because from the start, I've said like Rebecca is great at her job. We've seen that time and time again. And I like that she acknowledges that here. Like, yeah, she's good at this. Yeah. And the other part of it that I also really like is that she fully acknowledges right up front that she doesn't have a, a big history or understanding of criminal law, but is like willing to put in some of the time and effort to like get to know them, get to know their cases and try and understand, uh, you know, what their what their situation is and how to to resolve it yeah in, in, in a way that she can or help the, in the way that she can right yeah she's gonna like study it to learn more um so i love i love this from her yeah and that's when all the women are like yeah we're gonna you know put on a musical we want to do cats Aye. love bringing back that joke from earlier and rebecca's like oh great i'll get tickets <laughs> um, and she's like it's delightful who cares if there's no plot <laughs> uh yeah i'll i'll just save all my cat's thoughts for reasons <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> um okay so we just have the ending scene of this episode um which is two days ago and paula is at the hospital with trent he's got basically a full body cast on and <laughs> she's trying to wake him up and she's like coma my ass wake up you psychotic turtleneck piece of crap <laughs> but he's not waking up and so she says if you don't wake up right now and confess to everything i'm gonna call princeton and tell them to take back your degree and then trent opens his eyes and he's like actually i went to school in boston <laughs> and she's like aha and he's like damn it <laughs> uh yeah I, it was, I think that was a really good ending um this is a great ending to that yeah. episode yeah. We get classic Paula, like even Trent had like a funny line. Like, yeah, I liked it. I, yeah, I said that I thought the same thing. I was like, this is classic Paula. And I loved it. And I also love how early in the episode they set this up by being like, yeah, Trent woke up and confessed to everything. And even knowing, even seeing this before, like that still doesn't like um, jump out to me during the episode. I don't even question it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that happened. And then you get to the end and you see why he did that. And it's perfect. Well, I think because I was watching it for the first time when, when, you know, when they came in and said Trent woke up and confessed everything, I was just like, okay, we have to move the plot along. Like, they don't want her to be in jail for a long time. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, I get it. Um, but yeah, this this was like really good justification and way to, way to keep things going. So uh, kudos. I liked it. Yeah. And that's our episode. That's the episode. Season four, episode one uh, of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend here. Um it's not all we're here to do today, because while we did have a thrilling end to the finish of Todd's Game Corner last season, Lindy, getting getting the W. I mean, you're you are of all the momentum in the world here. You're coming in strong. You are, are you're ready for this. Thrilling is an understatement. It was an absolutely amazing moment. And the moments leading up to it, thinking I had no chance and then somehow clawing my way back and in the end, winning those last few quizzes, it was just incredible. It was and so electric. And so <laughs> here we are, potentially for a repeat of last season or... Well, I take it home just like the first two seasons. You can start uh, right here to find out right now on Todd's Game Corner. Todd's Game Oh, no.
And here we are in Todd's Game Corner. The first episode of season four. Uh, we've already set up the stakes here, but obviously this is for everything. And so we haven't like fully talked about this, but Lindy, presumably if you were to take this last season, we would have some kind of tiebreaker after the season is over. But if I were to take the season, it would cement the three to one victory for the entire series. We shall see. And this um, season is back to the season one length. So there are going to be a lot of quizzes It here. is. Uh, 18 episodes in season four. Uh, it's, a, it's a lengthy season. We have a long ways to go. Uh, but we have to start somewhere. And that's right here with episode one. So, Todd, for the first time here in season four, what do you have for us today? Well, today's game is going to be based on something that is, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, incredibly scientific a uh, online quizzes in particular buzzfeed online quizzes in particular which you know character from tv show x are you quizzes in particular i'm going to name a quiz for a tv show and that i took today and you guys are going to guess which one of the characters from the show <laughs> i got oh wow okay Okay. Are there? Are you like going to give us options or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the name of the show, <laughs> and I'm, and the, the problem with some of these quizzes is you don't always know who all the options are. Like yeah. they don't necessarily give you. So uh, on a BuzzFeed quiz, you can't always tell what characters are involved in the quiz. You just see what you get at the end. But in BuzzFeed, people can leave comments saying, hey, I got this character. I got that character. So what I've done is I compiled a list of every character that gets mentioned by someone in comments as being an option, plus the character that I got if it wasn't mentioned by anyone else. So there aren't always a ton of options, you know, but it's more than just like four options that we usually have. Uh, but, uh, these are, these are shows that, uh, I know that you're both familiar with. Uh, so it's not gonna be Sex in the City, which Lindy's never seen, although that was the very first quiz that I took. Uh, <laughs> is, then I just started thinking about other shows. So it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be, okay, one of you has a chance to guess if you, for two points. If you miss, the other person can guess for one point, um, before questions. And then we'll go to a tiebreaker if it's tied at the end of four questions. Okay. So the, I will say this is interesting because it's not like us necessarily saying which character we think Todd is most like. This is us saying which character do we think Todd got by answering this quiz. Yes. Which I don't think are always going to be the same. Oh, but they're very scientific quizzes. I think that we... we True. Discussed. Yeah, there's a lot of science here. Yeah, it's a good point. Todd, my question is, did you answer these quizzes truthfully? Mm, good question. Yes. yes, I did. Okay. I did not I did not try to game the quiz at all. I, uh, there's at least there's one like, okay, I know if I put this answer, I'm going to get this character. Uh, but, oh, well. So anyway, yeah. Okay. But I, I, took, I took a ton of quizzes uh, today. <laughs> and now, and I've narrowed it down to like four. Yeah. How many I is love a ton? This. What's the Todd number? spent his afternoon taking BuzzFeed quizzes <laughs> to find out what characters he is. That's called podcast research, baby. That is yeah. putting in the hours. Yeah, I honestly don't remember how many. I I mean, it wasn't a, a whole lot, but I, I took uh, between eight and ten quizzes today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I love it. I love at, it. First, I, at first, I was like doing some kind of random ones, and I got hit on the like, oh, no, I, I know what shows I need to do. Because at first it was like, you know, Sex in the City, Golden Girls, Teenage Mutant Turtles. So I was like really fixated on like quartets of things, you know. Uh -huh. 
And then I got the idea for the, the very first one we're going to go. I'm like, oh, no, this is the direction to go in. So Okay. Well, without with any that, further ado, let's do it. Yeah. So, Adam, which character from Dawson's Creek am I? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and okay. the, the options are Andy, Dawson, Jack, Jen, Joey, and Pacey. So, basically, oh, the original four plus a, Andy and Jack. Yeah. So okay. those are all the characters that people were able to get as options. So I got one of them. Wow. This uh this is tough. Um I guess I don't want to like talk this out too much because Lindy can steal, but although there's like six options here, so like uh this is this is now harder than our normal four option quizzes, which were already very hard. Um Okay. Which character would Todd get if he's answering questions? Now I'm like trying to think about how they would phrase the questions to get you between people. Okay. Uh, I think I'm really between two. Um, but Todd, I actually think that you have some, some very big Dawson energy. I'm going to go with Dawson. Uh, it is a logical a uh, guess because of the whole movie thing, but it is not the result I got. Dang. Okay, so I can Lindy, steal. For the steal. Um, I did pick an answer before Adam answered, and it was a different one. So I'm thinking I'm going to go with that, but let me really quickly <laughs> make sure I want to do that. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm just going to, this was my gut reaction. I'm going to go with Jack. And Lindy gets a point because I Woo! did indeed get Jack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, th those were my two, but I, I felt, I still felt, uh, honestly, I still feel better about Dawson for you than Jack. Uh, <laughs> but who am I to question the science of BuzzFeed? Okay. One to zero, Lindy. I think BuzzFeed senses how much I dislike Dawson and refuse to give me Dawson. That's my <laughs> only uh, Yeah. All right. Not all of us can see the light, I guess. Yeah. So the next show with which you are both very uh, familiar is, of course, CXG. Oh, no. Um, now, this one, there aren't as many options because people didn't put a whole lot in the comments about what they got. And I actually went in and I actually tried another, like, I, like gaming the system a little bit to see if I could get other results to see who some other characters uh, were. So I had more options than just two to pick from uh so i do have four options here of characters from cxg uh lindy uh so the options are daryl heather paula rebecca i saw adam's face when he said two options <laughs> he was definitely gonna argue about that which would have been uh fair but okay daryl heather paula and rebecca those were the four yes. right Okay. Those are the four. I wish White Josh was on here because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Todd would want to be White Josh. Um, I'm kind of between two. And it's tough. This is a great podcast. Just <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I can't explain my reasoning. Adam might steal it. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go with Daryl. I did not get Daryl. 
So, Adam, you have left Heather, Paula, and Rebecca. Last time I went with the main character, it did not work out very well for me. <laughs> uh, and... Goodness. Okay. I am going to go with Paula. I did not get Paula. This is the one where as soon as all the questions are like, what would you like to do? One of them was like, what's your favorite thing? Musical theater were like options. Is that pretty much like every time a musical theater option was up, I picked it because it was oh, true. No. And so of course I got Rebecca. Wow. I didn't even think that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was between Daryl and Heather. Time I don't go with my gut. Uh okay. <laughs> All right, so Adam, the next show, which I know we have all watched, uh, Veronica Mars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the the options on Veronica Mars are Logan, Mac, <clears throat> Veronica, Wallace, and Weevil. Why do I have uh, more options than Lindy every time here? Why is this? <laughs> it, it will be uh, the... Lindy better the, have like nine options next time. Uh, <laughs> okay, can you, can you list those one more time for me? Uh, sure. Logan, Mac, Veronica, Wallace, and Weevil. Oh, they okay. I can rule out two of those pretty easily. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. I need the names one more time. <laughs> All right. Logan, Mac, Veronica, Wallace, Weevil. Logan, Mac, Veronica, Wallace. Okay. Again, I am between two. Jeez, this is tough. There's actually a good amount riding on this because uh, <laughs> if I miss this, Lydia is a chance to just win the game outright by stealing. Um, give me, give me Mac. And with that, Adam takes the lead. I did indeed no. get Mac. <sighs> so yes. the score is now two to one. That was huge. <laughs> so, Lindy, if you get this, you win. If you don't, then Adam wins. So, ain't that a familiar feeling? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the last the last category is Survivor. So, which Survivor oh. contestant did I get? And the options are Sari, Ozzy, Sandra. Sarah and Zeke. I'm sorry. What did you say for the second to last? Uh, Sarah Lucina. Oh, did you say it in like a Tony voice? I said, voice? I said the Tony voice, yeah. I was like, did did he just <laughs> stumble <laughs> over the word? I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. No, so, Sari, Ozzy, Sandra, Sarah Lucina, and Zeke. Can you imagine if there were no choices at all for this quiz and I had to pick from like the 500 plus people? <laughs> Then Adam would think this was fair. Yeah, that was basically like my first question. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, this is difficult. Everything rides on this. If I get this right, I win. Yes. If I get this wrong, Adam wins. Yes. So I can talk about what I think because it doesn't matter. Yeah, you matter. may as well talk about it because uh, he'll win even without the steal. So. All right. I feel like... With Ozzy, it's like he's like outdoorsy, really like good at the challenges and living outside. I kind of feel like that's not Todd's thing. <laughs> I feel like we're all indoor people, <laughs> which would point to Sari a little bit. Okay, that's an option. 
um sandra's got like the cutthroat anyone but me she can get loud too don't really see that as being todd's thing and again this this might all not matter because it's a buzzfeed quiz and it could not be asking about those things at all i don't know okay sarah lucina okay um strategic um i don't know that one's kind of a question mark um and then zeke once again i'm like what kind of questions would they be asking to give you these answers um are these all people from game changers i guess <laughs> um okay sorry i'm talking too much oh gosh i feel like it might be either like sari or zeke but I'm, I'm trying to remember like i feel like zeke wore like a cool shirt on his first season <laughs> i don't know i don't <laughs> I don't really, I've never really noticed Todd's wardrobe, so I don't know about that. <laughs> what a random insult to just throw in there. <laughs> Who was I insulting? T Todd and his wardrobe. You've never noticed say, it. I didn't say it wasn't good. I'm just saying I've never noticed him wearing like a, like a. Like a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, everyone, Todd always wears a shirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not Mike Bloom podcasting over here. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying that I've never been like, oh, like that's a really unique pattern or anything. Like I, you know. Yeah, keep just keep going. Just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to insult Todd, but if I, if um, I'm so I'm just I'm sorry, Todd. <laughs> this is going nowhere. I need an answer, and it's pressure. But it's the first quiz. Even if I lose this, I've got the whole rest of the season. I've done it before. <laughs> Are you hedging before you've even lost? Yes. <laughs> Not Manage for the audience. For myself. I just want to yeah. let myself down easy. Um, okay, I'm just going to do it. My answer is Suri. Well, if you would have noticed my fancy shirts a little bit more, maybe you would have gotten the right answer there. Uh... Because I am not Suri. So Adam wins the game. Wow. Uh, oh I wish I'd gotten Suri. I uh, really do wish I'd gotten Queen Suri. But... Did you get Zeke? Zeke wasn't even going to be my second guess. Yep, I got Zeke. Oh, wow. gosh. Of course. My Yikes. second guess. I should have done it. Oh, well. Well, uh, I honestly, the context for why Lindy didn't guess Zeke there is just too good. <laughs> Uh, it's that's just too good. But Lindy, on the upside, it's just the first quiz of the season. You have plenty of time to come back, right? That's what I was trying to tell myself, but it didn't help cushion the blow at all. Uh, that's wild that that didn't help uh, immediately. <laughs> Although, I mean, honestly, I can see that being like because there are things like you know, which one of these outfits would you pick? It's like a very common Buzzfeed Buzzfeed uh, question. So I was. It's definitely uh, a logical path to go down. Uh, in this case, it wasn't one of the questions for this quiz. It was a question for the Golden Girls quiz. I still don't understand why any of the, the outfits they showed mapped onto any of the Golden Girls, but who knows? It's BuzzFeed. I don't well, understand the science. I'm an English major. Todd, I really hope you had an enjoyable afternoon doing these quizzes um, because it sounds like a blast. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that BuzzFeed has probably infected your computer and you got a virus from one of them. <laughs> That's my new guess, actually. 
Should have used Quimble Pop. Should have used Quimble Pop. Uh, yeah. We yeah. learn. We live and we learn. Okay. We're let's all get, uh, diagnosing your, myself. I didn't want to diagnose myself. We got to uh, let's get to the final part of this podcast where we're going to give out some pretzels uh, and award truly happy points. We have three, count them, three songs for this episode that we are going to be rating. The first is What's Your Story? Uh, Lindy, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you have for What's Your Story? My story is that I always lose the quiz. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm back. We could I'm linger back. on that more if you wanted to. I was I was just trying to, you know. I think it always hits hard when it's a TV related one and I don't get it right. And also I took the lead early in this one and then I lost it. So yeah. What can you do? What can you do? Um, okay, what's your story? Honestly, I gave it like a 2.5. I don't know, just kind of lukewarm. Wow. Is that bad? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's too low. Maybe it should be a three. I'm going to give it much higher. Uh, I might give I it a three. I'm sorry. Okay. Lindy's got it at a three. I have this at a 4.5. Uh, I really liked it. I've said this a lot of times, but like, I don't really rate the songs based on like, if I'm listening to them outside of the show, uh, if that were a factor, I would certainly be lower, but that's doesn't mean much for me. And I actually think that this is like a really good scene uh, in the show. So 4.5. For me, Todd, what about you? Uh, I'm with Lindy. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, again, just musically, it doesn't doesn't do it for me. And I think it also hurts that I was expecting a lot more of it because of its source material. I know it's subverting that a lot, but it just, again, it's a really good scene. As a scene, it's really good. But as a musical number, it just doesn't work for me. So three. Yeah, uh, fair enough. We're still there uh, slightly for the middle of the pack, which is good. The second song, No One Else Is Singing My Song. I have this at a full five. I might be quick to be giving out fives uh, here, but a full five for me. Todd, what about you? A full five for me. I love the song. I love everything about how it's done, how it's presented. Uh, full five pretzels. Love it. Lindy. Well, this one's getting a full bowl of pretzels because it's a five from me. Wow, uh, full bowl to start the uh, start the fourth season here. We'd love to see it. Okay, uh, maybe I'm just broken. Final song of the episode. As said before, I'm giving this zero pretzels. Full stop. <laughs> zero pretzels. This is absolute garbage. Uh, Todd, what about you? I mean, uh, the music's fine. The music's nice and catchy, but the lyrics are non-existent basically so yeah uh i'm not gonna give it zero because at least the music is catchy but i'm gonna give it a, like a two that's criminally high okay lindy what do you have for maybe i'm just broken i'm gonna give it a two for effort wow uh okay honestly that's more puzzles than i thought it was going to get so you know what can you do uh here we are uh, fresh slate for the truly happy points here in season four uh coming off uh of kind of a wild truly happy points season there in three uh we're starting here fully blank slate lindy who made you truly happy this episode i really don't know if this is gonna like make you shake your head a lot like a lot of things i do or if this is gonna you know be an agreeable choice but I think of this episode, the person that made me laugh, made me truly happy, is George. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. I so think I'm, a lot of the pick, things he but... said were funny. He was supportive of Nathaniel, and that bit with him throwing the tent in the air and it magically uh, assembling itself was just incredible. So yeah. I have to pick George. Fair enough. I mean, 
I get it. It's a contention for mine, so yeah. I, I, I definitely understand. Because this, this is a good George episode. It's been a long time since we've had a really good George episode. This is a good George episode. Have we had a good George episode? Uh, He's gotten a really happy point before, so someone thought that we had a good George episode. It was before. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Todd, if George didn't make you truly happy this episode, who did? Um, For me, uh, I kept going back and forth. Uh, I think the one person that made me truly happy uh, is going to be Valencia. Uh, partially for her uh, being the one to finally get through to Rebecca and her finally just going, you know, stop saying privilege and, you know, stop whining about it, do something. You know, that was like a, a really good moment. But also, I kind of mentioned earlier, like her during a uh, no one else is singing my song, just all of, all of her dancing and just the way that she moved in that, her face looked trying to do all that, just cracked me up the entire time. And just everything that Valencia did in this episode, I thought there was some, some good Valencia stuff. I, uh, not not necessarily the, the most stellar Valencia episode, but I think it's like, it kind of outshone most of the other characters for me. Uh, so yeah, Valencia's got so much really happy point this time. Yeah, uh, honestly, for nearly the same reason as you're giving it to Valencia, uh, that's why I'm giving it to Heather. Uh, I loved Heather's reactions to everything that Rebecca was doing this episode. I thought that she came down like the appropriate amount of snarky and harsh on Rebecca in that conversation while they were in jail. Um, yeah, I, I liked Heather this episode uh, and overall. I'm certainly not hesitant to give points to Heather here. Um, but notably, three different uh, points to open up this fourth season. A wide array already. Yeah, Heather was my second pick. I loved her in this episode, but I ultimately went with the one who like made me laugh more. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Heather was definitely up there for him. But I think I was more surprised at Valencia being the one to be like the voice of reason at the end. That's not typically like Valencia's role. So I think the fact that she stepped up and did that, I think it's kind of the thing that edged it over for me. Yeah, uh, I couldn't pick Valencia because I, I wanted to see Beth uh, with Valencia. Where was Beth? Where, the Beth erasure <laughs> this episode. Come on. I agree. Where was Beth and where was White Josh? Yeah. Where were I you? really missed Where was them. Maya? What is this? Where was Maya? <laughs> uh, we didn't get anything at work, so obviously uh, that would make sense. Uh, so like I said, three different points to start off here in season four, and that's it. That's all we have to do here today uh, for season four, episode one of this podcast. Uh, we're just going to get out of here as fast as we can without any more issues or difficulties. Uh, Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Uh, well, hopefully they can find me on the internet if my computer ever uh, starts working for me again correctly. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can find me uh, over on twitch.tv slash dmphilly a few times a month playing a Wheel of Time-based D&D game called Threads in the Pattern. Yes, amazing. Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Uh, on Twitter at TV Lindy and our podcast Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. Amazing. Uh, I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter, PanamanAdam1. You can also find me going through uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, with the amazing Brooklyn Zed. Week by week, uh, we have made it to Disc 2 and are having a ton of fun over there on Post Show Recaps. I also uh, was just recently on an episode of Shit 90 Shows Taught Me talking about the prom episode uh, this season. So uh, even though it hasn't actually recorded by the time that I'm recording this, it will have come out before this episode comes out. So um go check that out there at your 90 shows taught me uh there's also another project in the works that i should be able to announce actually next week so uh get excited for more things upcoming but of course the most important place you can find me is right back here where next week we'll be doing uh season four episode two and until next